Well, good morning, church. Welcome to Canyon Hills Online. Once again, we're coming to stream into your home this service so that we can help protect you and the community around you. And so this morning, I want to say thank you to you for staying home to stay safe physically. But I also want to say thank you for watching online so that you can stay spiritually healthy. And so we're excited to have you watching with us once again this morning. Now, during this stay-at-home time in our nation, I really hope that some of you are getting some extra rest at home. I'm sure that some of you were really needing some extra rest. I also hope that maybe you're getting to cook together and enjoy some great food together. I know for me, man, I'm working on a gourmet hamburger. I might have to share it with you someday, but a gourmet hamburger. And I hope some of you are are getting to play more with your family. And I especially hope that maybe you're getting to spend more time with your Savior and your Lord, Jesus Christ. More time reading His Word. More time in prayer. More time just sitting in His presence and asking God to speak to your heart. Well, today, God has led me to talk with you about something that I feel fits our nation, fits our lives right here, right now, and that is how to be full of peace instead of fear during a time like this, how to be full of faith and hope instead of anxiety on the inside in a time like this, when times are bad. And then even how to give words of thanks to God and others when times are bad. In fact, I want to encourage you to literally unleash your tongue and let your thanks run to God and others during this time. Let your tongue run with words of thanks like a dog runs (laughs) when you unleash it. Man, you unleash your dog and man, he takes off. So let your tongue run with words of thanks to God and to others during this time. You know, during frightening times like this, it's so easy to let our tongues run with negative words. Maybe angry words, frustrating words, maybe even cutting words or wounding words that run from our tongues. But instead, let's let thankful words run off our tongues toward God and others. But as I say that, the question is this. How in the world can you do that when times are so bad, when times like this are so uncertain? How can you do that when there's fear and that fear level is high? How can you do that when your finances are tight? How can you do that when your job has just been suspended? How can you do that when your mortgage is due and you've just been put on furlough? How can you do that when your health is declining? How in the world can you do that when your marriage is struggling? How can you do that when your kids are now home all day and you're on your feet all day and now your body is aching? How in the world can you unleash your tongue and let thankful words run to God and to others? How do you do that? Well, God tells us how in his word. Take a look at this. God says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, that means even times like this, by prayer and petition, 
with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Then it goes on and says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So here, God is telling you how you can be thankful in all circumstances. How you can unleash your tongue and let your thanks run to God and to others in times that are bad. First, in bad times, choose. Here it is. First of all, worry about nothing. Worry about nothing. Now, some of you are thinking, Pastor, that's a lot easier said than done. Pastor, that's just not going to happen. You see, I'm a certified and even notarized worrier. (laughs) I worry about most every single thing. But God is saying to you today, do not be anxious. In other words, do not be worried. Do not be nervous about anything. But you might be thinking, Pastor, you just don't understand. I say to myself all the time, don't sweat it. But then I immediately begin to sweat it. I begin to worry. An article in the Smithsonian Institute magazine said, we are in the age of anxiety and worry. We not only have micro-worries, which are personal worries, but now we have macro-worries, the worries of the world. And I think that's true. Most of us are getting up every day, and we're turning on the news And there we hear the latest numbers of the confirmed cases of the coronavirus. We hear the the newest quarantine requirements. And suddenly, we're worrying about everything instead of nothing. And at that point, we who trust in Jesus, our Lord and Savior, we can choose to either swim downstream being full of worry and fear with with many others in our culture who do not yet trust in Jesus. Or we can swim upstream towards God with full trust in Him and we can worry about nothing. Take a look at this. Jesus says this. Do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough troubles of its own. So Jesus is saying, don't worry about the rain forecasted for tomorrow when it's not even yet tomorrow. Dr. Walter Calvert said this, 92% of all of your worries are worthless because 92% of your worries and those things that you worry about will never happen. And folks, I found that to be true. Now, when Paul was led by God to write this scripture, worry about nothing, do you understand Paul was in prison? Paul was in danger. Paul was in a dungeon. Paul was facing his approaching death. And yet he still writes, don't be anxious or worried about anything. So how in the world was he able to personally do that? He did it by unloading his worries on God. He unloaded his worries on God and replaced his worries with trust in Almighty God. Take a look at this. The Bible says this. Here it is. First two words. Trust God. 
from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. So first this morning, in bad times, choose to worry about nothing, but instead trust God in everything. But then next, look at this, then choose to pray about everything. Choose to worry about nothing, and then choose to pray about everything. God is saying this to you today. Take a look at this on the screen. In everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. But some of you are thinking, I don't have the time to pray. But listen, folks, if you use the time you spend worrying for praying, you'll have a whole lot less to worry about. The truth is this. You'll have a lot less to worry about if you spend time in prayer and you let God work in your situation, work in your heart. So why not turn your worry time into prayer time? God is saying, worry about nothing. Instead, pray about every single thing. God is saying, pray about everything because... Listen, he cares about everything in your life. He does. Look at this. The Bible says, when you pray, tell God every detail of your life. God cares about the big things in your life. God cares about the little things in your life. God cares about every single little detail in your life. Listen, the same God who made your thumbprint unique, the same God who gave your voice a unique print. The same God who made your DNA unique has no problem handling the unique details of your life. If something in your life is worth worrying about, folks, listen, it's worth praying about. Take a look at this. In fact, the Bible says, give all your worries and cares to God. And look at this, for he cares about you. So unload your worries on God. Unloading them on God releases the weight. It releases the heaviness that you feel bearing down on your spirit, on your heart, and on your mind. So you want to know how to handle these bad times as well as any bad time you go through? Unload them all. On the Lord. Unload them all on the Lord through prayer. Dump them all upon God. One life insurance company study discovered that those people who attend church every single week, on site or whether it's online, they live 5.7 years longer than those who do not attend church. (laughs) Folks, that alone ought to make you not ever sleep in on Sunday. Amen? All of God's church said, amen. But why do people who go to church every week live longer than people who don't? It's because they learn how to unload their worries on God. They learn how to trust their lives to the God who cares about every single detail of their lives. The truth is this. If you don't talk it out to God, you will take it out on yourself. Think about that. If you don't swallow your worries, 
or excuse me, if you do swallow your worries, your stomach is going to keep score and your stomach is going to get upset. If you carry your worries, your worries are going to sooner or later weigh you down. And so you need to dump them. You need to unload them on God who cares about every detail of your life. The Bible says this, you can throw the whole weight of your anxieties or your worries upon him for you are his personal concern. The Bible also says this, but you do not have because you do not ask God. Listen, you will never have the freedom from worries that you need or that you desire until you need, until you learn to unload them on God and you learn to ask Him to care for you. In bad times, choose to worry about nothing and instead trust God with everything. In bad times, choose to pray about everything and then intentionally unload on God everything. And then third this morning, Thank God in all things. In bad times, choose to thank God in all things. No matter what your situation is, you can still give thanks to God. The Bible says this, in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. That means lift your situation to God through prayer. And then look around. Look around and count your blessings. And as the old hymn says, name them one by one. Man, God has blessed me with this. God has blessed me with that. Look around and count your blessings and name them one by one and then thank him for loving you. Thank him for continuing to bless you and to care for you. Because the Bible says this. Take a look at this. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now look at the word in, in this scripture. This scripture does not say give thanks for every circumstance, but instead give thanks in every circumstance. That means that if you have a flat tire, you don't have to say, man, I've got a flat tire and I'm halfway between home and Havasu. Thank God. <laughs> you don't have to say, and here I am on the concrete changing my flat tire, and it's 120 degrees outside. Thanks, God. Just thank God. It means you don't have to say, I'm changing a tire because I forgot to renew my AAA card, and so, man, thank you, God. I thank you for that. It doesn't mean you, you have to say, Thank God, I'm burning my hands on the burning hot lug nuts. Thank God. No, you don't have to say that. By the way, folks, that's a true story. That was me. You don't have to say that. That's not biblical Christianity. You don't have to thank God for the stuff or the circumstances that you're in. But as you are in it, lift your need to him. Lift your need to him and give thanks to him for his constant love and care and then trust him to help you in your situation. In every circumstance, you can give thanks to God because you know he's got a purpose for your life that's bigger than your problem. You know that he will give you the power to endure your problem. You know that he will use the problem to make you a better person. So in every circumstance, give thanks to God because God is greater than your problem. 
He's greater than the problem that you are facing, the problem that you are in, the problem that is so heavy and you feel like it's, it's weighing you down. He is greater than that. But this morning, you might be thinking, how can I be thankful in, in my situation? And to be honest, folks, I've thought that. When my wife Shirley first got cancer, when Shirley passed away from cancer, I thought that, how can I be thankful in my situation? How can I be thankful when I've lost so, so much? But here's what I've learned. You don't look at what you've lost, but you look at what you have left. You give thanks to the Lord for the food you still have, the car you still have, the house you have, the spouse you have, the kids you have, the grandkids you have. You look around and you thank God for what you have left. You look around and you count your blessings and you name them one by one and you thank God for what you have left. In all things, unleash your tongue and let your thanks run to God. So in those bad times, choose to worry about nothing. Instead, trust God in everything. In those bad times, choose to pray about everything. Intentionally unload on God everything. In those bad times, thank God in all things. Intentionally thank him for what you have left. And then think about the right things. You know, if you're going to unleash your thanks to God, you must first change what you think about in your brain. You must think about the things that God tells you to think about. Take a look at this. God is saying to you today, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. In other words, start thinking about the things that God says you're to think about. Fix your mind on whatever is true. Well, God's word is true. Fix your mind on whatever is noble. Well, helping orphans and widows, homeless, the hungry, the sick, that's noble. Fix your mind on what is pure, using your life to serve Jesus Christ, to share the love and the forgiveness and the faith and trust you have in Jesus Christ with others. That's pure. Fix your mind on what's right. Following the model of Jesus Christ is right. Seeking after him is right. Fix your mind on whatever is praiseworthy. God is praiseworthy. Folks, think about such things because, take a look at this, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So what are you thinking about most? And here we have to be really, be really careful because you always, I always move toward what we're thinking about most. So if what you think about most is what's wrong in your life, you're just going to become bitter. But if what you think about most is what's right in your life, you'll become better. Listen now, in bad times, if you choose to worry about nothing and instead trust God in everything, if you pray about everything and unload on God everything. In those bad times, if you choose to thank God in all things and intentionally thank Him for the things you have left, if you think about the right things, 
and you intentionally focus on good things, here, listen, I want you to listen close. The result in your life will be peace. Real, genuine peace. Peace will be delivered by God to you. And listen, folks, I want you to understand, in our culture, in our society, Amazon can't deliver you peace. (laughs) You can try to order it, but Amazon cannot deliver peace to you. But peace can be delivered to the doorstep of your life by your God. And all of God's people said, amen. Look at this. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. God's peace will guard your heart and your mind in the midst of bad times with his peace. And folks, that's what everybody's looking for, peace. But I'm talking about genuine peace, real peace that you experience deep inside of your soul. So how do you get God's peace in the midst of your bad times? Well, the key is the last part of the verse. His peace comes when you are in Christ Jesus. When you are in a daily relationship with Christ Jesus. When you are in a relationship with Jesus, God's peace will do this. His peace will stand guard over your heart and over your mind. But listen, if you're not in a relationship with Jesus, you will never experience genuine peace. Jesus says that he gives a peace that the world knows nothing about, nothing of. So when you're in a relationship with Jesus, God's peace stands at the door of your heart and your mind like military troops. When you're in a right relationship with Jesus, his peacekeepers stand guard. They stand guard over your heart and your mind and keep you from fear and worry and stress. But to get his gift of peace, you have to be in a relationship with Jesus. If you choose to be in a relationship with Jesus, then you worry about nothing, you pray about everything, you thank God in all things, and you think about the right things, you, listen, you will find a peace that you never, ever, ever imagined possible. A real, genuine, inner peace in your heart and your mind, especially in your situation. And you will find then thankful words running off your tongue to God and to others. You will find yourself swimming upstream toward God, even in your situation, instead of downstream, away from God in your bad situation. This morning, you could have real peace. You could have real thanks flowing out of your heart and your life even during this time. But you gotta be in a relationship with Jesus Christ. So as I close this morning, I'm gonna invite you to pray this prayer. And I wanna invite you just even there sitting in your home, in front of your TV, in your family room, to bow your head and repeat this prayer in your heart. And as you do this, silently, sincerely, God will begin to work in you and give peace to you, even in this time. Would you bow your head and repeat this after me in your heart? Father, 
forgive me for worrying instead of praying. Help me to follow these steps and begin unleashing thanks to you and others. I want to be a person that's thankful and full of peace even in the bad times of my life. Now, if you're watching this morning and you're saying, that sounds good, Pastor, but I'm not in a relationship with Jesus Christ. I want you to know that you can take care of that right now. That you can start a relationship with Jesus Christ right here, right now, in the privacy of your own home. And you do that by simply praying this prayer. As I pray it, will you pray it in your heart? And when you're in relationship with Jesus Christ, you can begin to experience peace that passes all understanding. And you can begin to thank God for all the blessings and the care He's giving to you, even in a time like this. He can free you from your worry, from your stress. Would you bow your head and just simply pray this? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for caring for me. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to pay the price for my sins on the cross. I admit that I have sinned. I believe in Jesus Christ, that he gave his life on the cross to pay for my sins. I believe that he rose from the dead. And I believe he's coming back again to take me to be with him. Today, I ask that you, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Savior, be my Lord. I give my life to you right here, right now. Father, I thank you and praise you that when anyone, anywhere, at any time prays a prayer like that, you hear them. You forgive them of their sin. You come into their life by your Holy Spirit. And you take them in to a relationship with you. You begin a relationship with them. So, Father, help each one as they begin to walk with you. Those who pray this prayer right here, right now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, or if you have a prayer request, you're going to see on the screen a way that you can let me know, a way that you can email me and let me know that you prayed that prayer or let me know about a prayer request that you have. So follow that email. Send those in this week. Because we'd like to send you something that would help you get started in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you want to keep Canyon Hill strong during this time, many of you are used to coming and putting in your tithes and your offerings and giving to God's work in the offering plate. But you can help keep Canyon Hill strong. And if you just follow the link that's on the screen, you'll be able to send in your gifts to God's work uh, this week. And I encourage you to do that to keep us strong. And so then, as I say all of that, until you tune in next week, may God continue to protect you. May God continue to bless you during this time in every single way in all of your lives. May God bless you, protect you, and keep you. Amen? Amen.